Welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. Today is March 8th and we're cruising through this year. We really are. Yeah. We really, really are. And I mean, gratefully, it's still only March 8th, but like, come on, it's almost, it's almost St. Patrick's Day. I know. We have gone through, what, New Year's, Valentine's? Yeah. <laughs> now we're in, and yeah. Easter is coming up, too. Yeah. Not long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good in a, co- in a COVID environment. Yeah, so speaking of that, I don't know how long my voice is going to hold up. I had to wear my mask today, so I, I can feel it. Yeah. You know, it's... it's a misery. <clears throat> I don't, I don't dig this at all. You know, I'm, fortunately enough, we live in uh, Martin County where it's a little more lax. Yeah. Like I ran into Publix and, you know, I, I got four rows deep and then realized, oh, that person has a mask on. Should I, you know, um, but it, it's doing me more harm than good right now. So I, I, I don't, I try not to wear it. Oh, me too. I mean, there are certain places where you have to, where they won't let you in the door, but, but it's you know, kind of a store by store thing. I went somewhere, I'm trying to remember where, and I said, do I have to wear a mask? And I looked around, nobody was wearing one. Mm. It was some store. Um, when I get my nails done, definitely they make you wear it because other people, <clears> other <throat> customers get angry. Yeah. Well, and plus, cause you're on top of each other there too. No, they've got plastic shields everywhere. Oh, no now. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, between you and the the nail tech. Where do you sure. do that? Where do you get them then? Um, Same place over yeah. there. Yeah, we're always at the <clears> nail spa. Yeah, but yeah, they they. He said people yelled at him if somebody even had the mask under their nose. Yeah, yelled at him. So he he just you know he just enforces it. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. You have to keep your you have to keep your client base happy. Yeah, you do. <clears throat> you know, and then you get the what we call mask holes that act real horrible about it sometimes. (laughs) Mostly, you know, when I go to the gym, they don't, they're not wearing them anymore. No. I mean, a lot of people don't even wear one in. I used to wear it in and take it off because a lot of people did that. Yeah, which is stupid. Right. But you gotta, gotta please the public. But thankfully we're hopefully getting past that soon. And things are going to be a little more normal than they have been. Yeah, yeah. I don't, you know, normal is going to be something different than what we were used to before. I think. No, I, I think that I think that um, certain states will get back to um, normal, normal. You know, like y- you know that Disney and Universal are pressing to be at a hundred percent. Oh yeah. You know, I think they're what at seventy-five now. I think or something like that. I don't know. But which, which I don't know what the difference between 75 and 100 is. You're still sitting and standing in line for an hour and a half. Right. Well, I mean, if you look <clears> around <throat> here, we are slammed to the walls with traffic. You know, the mm-hmm. restaurants are full. You can't even get a reservation the same day. Yeah. I mean, it's yep. crazy. We went to Benihana last night, and it's funny because like, we got in the pack a lot, and we usually don't go on Sunday. Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. We, we would go during right. the day. And we went in at night, and I was like, every single row except like two right. cars were full. I was like, wow. Yeah, every place I go is yeah. packed. 
It's I mean, unreal. I but, guess everybody escaped to come here because they knew we were because, open. Yeah, because we're open. And it's not hurting anybody. Actually, I think I even read that our, our uh, numbers are, have gone down and then plateaued. Yeah, com compared to states that are all masked up right. and bundled up and their numbers are the same. Yeah, so, so. it didn't work. But cool. whatever, it depends on who you talk to, I guess. Mm. Yep, yep. But anyway, here we are. Happy as a couple of claims. Yeah, miracles in recovery. And how many years have we been doing this show? I was just trying to think about that. Under the name Miracles in Recovery? Or together or all together? All together. I think we started in, what, 2010? Mm, I think it was even before that. Could have been. 2009, maybe? So 11 years. Yeah. Or 12. 12 in, yeah. in, in some form or another. It's been quite a ride. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, we're not done yet. Oh, no. I, I just, I was looking through some pictures that I have. You know, I get the, the memory thing every day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there yeah. was one of a protest that I organized, and I should have looked at the date on it, and I forgot. To protest, um, the governor was coming somewhere to do something here. And so, Down in Palm Beach County? No, here in Martin County. It, he was coming. Uh -huh. It was something, you know, one of the fancy places, maybe out on the island. But anyway, I organized and a bunch of people, you know, uh, the guy that did the radio show on the West Coast sent some people over and, and put me in touch with people. So we had probably 25 or 30 people with signs. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah. yeah the, the unfortunate yeah. thing was the teachers were also protesting and they had professional protesters yeah. who came with them. But but we had our sons and, you know, we held them up. Well, we were trying to get the uh, the PDMP, the yeah. the uh, drug reporting thing, because at that point in time, they could doctors could prescribe. They weren't even they weren't even considering they weren't even that as keeping a, yeah. track of yeah. it. It's it's and, you know, I guess other states don't do that because I was reading about a doctor in New York who is being charged Still? with murder. Still? Yes, because he was prescribing out of his car, you know, <laughs> all over the place, you know, so much that people I think several people died. So they charged him with murder. Uh, and he's but, that, you know, that protects. That doesn't really happen here anymore. No. They don't let them. No, that protects the good doctor. Right, you know, but there's going to be that. There's going to be that rogue doctor, no matter where you go. There's there's one in this state. You just have to find them. Yeah, but you they know? they are not allowed <clears throat> to fill those prescriptions. That's the difference here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is there. You know, I mean, you, no. Of course, you're going to find. Yeah. You know, I mm -hmm. mean, there are still people that go out and get their pills and yeah, get loaded up on all kinds of crap if that's <laughs> what they want. Yeah, there's a will, there's a way. Yeah, and plenty of people willing to take your money, which is what it seems to be all about. But I just, I thought it was interesting that New York laws were not as strict as Florida laws well, with regard at, at to the, prescribing well, and look how Look at the much, chaos that New York is in. That, you know, I mean, they like to think that they're the, uh, they like to think that they're the big brother of the, of the states and, and what they say goes, but they're a mess. Yeah, they really are. You know, they're a mess. It's being proven more and more yeah. every day. Yeah. Every day you wake up, to, more will be revealed. Right. So, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I was. I just found it interesting. You know, it's um, it's it's just interesting. Mm -hmm. You know how it can vary from state to state. I think it's unfortunate. Yeah, and it, that should be that should be like um, 
like a federally mandated thing. I think so too. You know, I mean, I, I, I probably get, federally reported so that people can't go from state to state. Too, right, right. But like well, they were well, doing in. From it is though, isn't it? Like if if no, the PDMP is just Florida. Now, if you if you have a prescription uh -huh. at one of the chain drugstores, yeah, I like believe, CVS, so. you yes, can, yeah, they, they can see it, and yeah. they're very careful with that. Very, very careful. You know, Walgreens got in a lot of trouble for overselling yeah. opioids, mm -hmm. and I think not only the stores but some of the distribution centers. Well, did I mean, they, I, I think they took advantage of the sit of of a mm -hmm. situation. I, I don't think they did anything wrong. I think no, they, they just went fine. with the flow, but they, they went fine. with the flow, right? And, and of course, they got bitten in the ass. For right. It. Eventually, you know, it's like, oh, you were making a profit on people's pain, just like oh, yeah. McKesson, yeah. the company I used to uh -huh. work for. I think some of them which got is the in one, trouble. Which is the one that gave up selling cigarettes? CVS or yes, CVS? Yeah. I wonder. <clears throat> I wonder what their bottom line is. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder what, how big of a difference that's made in sales per year. Probably big. Yeah, but but you would figure that if it was that huge of a dent, they would reintroduce it. True. Well, you know? no, I think they were they were looking at it from a health standpoint. How can we be, you know, saying healthy mm -hmm. stuff and then, you know, making a profit off of that? Walgreens still sells them. Oh, yeah. Well, they're not stupid. And all the stuff that goes away, you know, yeah. the vapes and all of that stuff. It's interesting. You know, there's, we live in a casino economy, as my brother says. He's 100% right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, when you start talking about casinos and gambling, all the kids are now into these online stock buying Because they're stuck in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. there are all these apps and they're all into it. And, you know, they're, oh, you should buy this one and you should buy that one and do this and do that. And, you know, I got Bitcoin and, and yeah. it, you know, it's literally like pulling the lever you know, at I, the casino. And I never, I never really understood that, um, that Bitcoin thing because it's, it's virtual money mm -hmm. and it's untraceable. I don't understand. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Bitcoin's not the only one. I forget what they call it. Yeah, them. there's another one, dog. Cryptocurrency. Yeah, that's, that's it. What they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's several. It of may them. not be Bitcoin that I'm thinking of. It's whatever those crypto. Yeah, there's there's several yeah. of them now. But yeah. It's not just that. I mean, they're buying and selling stocks with little bits of money and mm -hmm. doing the research, but it's literally. Well, look what they did, look what they did with that. Yeah, look what they did with that. They um, get hooked on it. It's scary. Uh, GameStop. Right. I, I didn't pay much attention to it, but. No, it was like just gaming the market. A couple of a couple of bozos like you and I did that. Right. Yeah. Right. And they ran the stock up to like eight hundred and thirty-three dollars a share. Yeah, or something. I wish I'd like. had some and sold yeah, it. I know. But. Yeah. Well, they wouldn't let you sell it. That was right. the bad thing. Well, sell it before. Yeah. But you know, it to me. So that just goes to show you it's dangerous. That that, yeah, but that goes to show you that it's all bogus of course it because is. Of because course the big wigs put the put a thumb on that immediately. Yes. And the politicians you know? yeah. are in on it too. Uh -huh. So I, they put a thumb on that and said, "Nah, that ain't happening." But I'm seeing people that like to gamble, and I know a few who are doing this now and spending their money this way. Oh, maybe they might get biting in the bit in the butt. And have well, to yeah, I'm, I suspect they probably will eventually. To me, this is just like playing the slots. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make money. Maybe yeah. I'll win. 
you know, it's just like saying, maybe I'll hit, you know, I'll hit, maybe I'll get lucky. You know, we, we should, um, if we ever, if we ever get around to it, speak to, um, the gentleman, uh, Arnie again. Yeah, we should. Cause I, you know? I would bet he doesn't <clears throat> like these. No, I'm sure he's, t- I'm sure he, but I, and I'm sure he sees a lot of people morphing into gamblers anonymous from that. Right. Yeah. Because that's all it is. Yep. That's literally all it is. I mean, yeah. you get, you can research it a little bit, but it, to me, it's, it's dangerous and scary. Someone in St. Thomas making a million dollars off a, off an app. Yeah. 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 But a lot of people aren't making money off the app, and that's that's the difference. Yeah, you and I would lose money. Right. And somebody's making it. Right. Yeah. But it's it's not the little people. It's you know the people that are running the show behind the scenes. Which is, mm. You know, I was watching this thing. I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. I think it must have been Saturday. And we, you know, we opened the we opened the show. Said something about COVID, and um, it was I forget the basketball player's name, but he played for the Utah Jazz. He was the first one that had COVID. Mm-hmm. He, they came out. He got tested. He tested positive. This was sometime last year. He tested positive. Um, they. He was out on the court before the game started. They took him off the court. They were playing the Dallas, Utah Jazz were playing the Dallas Mavericks, I think. <clears throat> Officials came into to, to midcourt and said, we're suspending the game, right? Yeah. So that game, that, that game was, I hate using this term, but ground zero for the NBA to stop. Play right, right. So the guy who they blamed it on, for what we'll say, um, the the guy that the reason the NBA stopped for the Utah Jazz, um, you know, he went through turmoil and he was the one that jumped, grabbed onto his. He, he was positive and he grabbed onto his buddy. He was all goofing around and stuff, and his buddy got oh, upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was those two. So I mean, at, since then they they got they got back together and and everything was cool because they're on the same team. Um, when play when when play resumed in the bubble last year in Orlando, Utah Jazz was the first team to to play. He was the center. Mm-hmm. He touched the ball. The very first person who touched the ball in the in the in the um, in the jump. He got, he got it before the other guy did for the other team. So he caused the league to stop. He started the league, and he scored the first two points. <laughs> and it was all just at a whim. And it was, it, was, it was cool to watch in succession. I mean, I felt for the guy because he carried the weight of the NBA on right. his shoulders because right. it was his fault, right. he thought. And, uh, but, he, but also – there was the vindication of he touched the ball first and he scored the first two yeah, points. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Because I wonder how many people really got sick because of him. I, You know, you were bound to get sick. Whoever got sick, I got sick. We, we, yeah, it, I it, did It's too. inevitable. It's, yeah. So, and I can't blame it on someone. No. You know? No, I mean, I'm, pre- if I I'm pretty died, sure. If I would have haunted him. But yeah. I, mean, I, can't <laughs> I know where I got it, but I certainly wasn't mad at the person. You know, it just is what it is. No, what are you going to do? Yeah, I mean. 
it is what it is. Yeah. But you kind of wonder how, um, with, with, you know, the hindsight that we have, how many, how many sick and suffering addicts and alcoholics were out there, um, withering away from drugs and alcohol. And then this was thrown yeah. on their lap and, too. And yeah. And it was harder to get treatment because you yeah. had to quarantine and God help you if you had it and showed mm-hmm. up at a facility. Yeah. I just, I can't even imagine how difficult yeah, but now, treatment must now, be. You kind of wonder, what did they do in a situation like that? Because they can't turn people away. Well, they can. They, they can. can. Yeah. And they can tell them they have to quarantine for two weeks, which means you're not going to be able to have as many patients because they can't have roommates. So you're going to oh. cut back on how many patients you have and you're going to. Yeah, but aren't to- they responsible to. No, they, hospitals too. They stop their elective surgeries. Oh, yeah. No, I, I remember you that. Know, it's the same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with the rehabs. They had they had to be to be able to prove to everybody, including the government, that they were safe. So you know the best way to do that yeah. is to I mean, if you've got somebody that comes from out of state. They have to quarantine for two weeks. Well, that means I've got less beds. Yeah. So they can't see as many people. And even then, I haven't heard of any of them with mm-hmm. the COVID outbreak, like you hear about the nursing homes mm-hmm. and the hospitals, because even the hospitals get COVID outbreaks. Well, if you got any answers for us, call 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. When Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery Radio Show. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back. If you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org, and we'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time for you to be on the show so that we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. And I always thank our wonderful guests that we get to interview. It's it's been a a pleasure and a privilege, and some, some people are just truly Blessed Crappy. With, oh, no, no. Oh. Blessed, with, blessed with a talent. Blessed with a talent. You okay. know, we've had people that have written books and, you know, we talk to people that do amazing tattoo work. I mean, mm-hmm. just all kinds of people. And it's, yeah. It's and, very cool. And speak, speaking of that, he was, he was like at the, he was like an, an at the end of the road addict. Yes. You know? Yes. He's a miracle that he's, it's a miracle that he's alive and he's out there and, California. Yeah. He was he was an amazing interview, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was one of the he ones that really touched it. me a lot. Yeah. Yep. And he lost his son. Two of them. Two sons? Mm-hmm. Oh wow. I didn't realize it was two. That's mm-hmm. very sad. But yeah. it is Freddie Freddie Negretti was his name. Right. Yeah. Very good tattoo artist, very famous. But mm. interesting. Interesting story that he had. And and the funny thing is is that he was um he followed the rabbi yes whose program that he went to right right yeah, yeah and they, they, they he nice said they too. were real strict with him yeah. too, which yeah. is probably exactly what he needed yeah yeah and he, he decided he was going to do what they said and that's you know, generally what works i wish i was i wish that i was academically uh minded or administratively minded let's put it that way instead of operationally because all of that all of that stuff would have been great to write down. Right. You know, and keep a logbook or a journal or something because then you have everything right chronological order and who's who and what's right. what and who and we when. spoke to. And right. Yeah. All uh-huh. of that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, it's kind of hard to do that, you know, when you're working all day and stuff. Yeah, but I mean, we, I could I could have just listed it right here. As as I'm doodling, yeah, you know? I know. But nobody does anything <clears throat> on paper anymore. Come no, on, no, it's true. It's you true. Have to have a spreadsheet. I saw one of those. I saw a commercial for a computer where you can draw on it. Yeah, and then you hit a button in it, and it makes it print. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, you can do that. I mean, I scribble on stuff. You know, I can scribble on stuff at work mm-hmm. that's online. I don't like something. I can make a squiggle on it and write something, and then email it to somebody. And and what does it do? It just shows it with the squiggle. Yeah. So they'll know I don't like something. It's usually I'm usually showing them something wrong with the software. Oh. Huh. Yeah. It's a, there's a lot you can do. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, 
It's keeping up with it's difficult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's hard to learn all that. Well, it's not hard to learn, but you have to learn it. Mm. And that's, you know, I'm getting too old for that stuff. Do they, do they put you in training? Like when new things come out? Do they like um, more healthcare law, not technology. Yeah. <coughs> or if they change our software. Yes. So where are you at now with, um, um, like all the coding and all of that. What are you still in 10, 11? Mm -hmm. We are in ICD 10. <clears throat> um, 11 is supposed to come out later this year. The U.S. will probably not pick it up for several years. Yeah, because because 10 we took have forever, to. Yeah. Well, yeah, we have to modify it, add to it, and then get everybody to agree with yeah. it, and then yeah. tuck it into all the software that we have already. It's a nightmare. It took years. I remember when. Um, when I was working for the labs that I worked for doing the toxicology, um, we were still at ICD-9. Right. And they kept talking about ICD-10. And this was in 2005 or oh, something, yeah. or seven, yeah. they were talking about it. And uh, when, when did it come out, 13, 14? No, I think it actually came out in 2010. 10? We did not adopt it until yeah. 2015. Yeah, okay. But yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about for us. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and... I remember because when we did a, a drug screen, there was a specific code that we had to put right. to justify why the doctor wanted it. Right. And then when it went to ICD-10, that one code broke down into like right. 15. That's and all your favorite codes. No, and then those broke down into I was like, wow. Uh -huh. yep. That's why you they know, did it, so you could get more up, specificity. Uh, um you, you um, like a doctor justifies a, a medication for a broken hand, but the but the ICD ten code was first time, second time, multiple times. Yes. Like what? Right. <laughs> you know? Well, it's important to know these things. Why? Well, you want to know. You know, is this patient <clears throat> how many how many times has the patient had a fracture? Yeah, but who gives a shit about that? All you really want to do is monitor the drugs that the guy. The, the well, no, they're saying. using it for billing, and they're also using it for statistical purposes. They keep, you know, there's there's huge databases that track all of that stuff. Yeah, you know, we track all of that stuff, and the government really does. They're they're cracking down on certain DRGs, which are you know diagnosis related groups that mm -hmm. all the codes kind of roll up into, and that's what you get paid on. And they have decided to track certain diagnoses. Most of them pneumonia and COPD, because they they feel like patients are not staying very long for as sick as they supposedly are. What do you mean? Their lengths of stay are short, too short. Oh, through the doctor's care. Right. <clears throat> or you know they're saying, hmm, you're you're billing for this, but the evidence doesn't really show that. So I gotcha. we're yeah. going to start looking at it more closely. Hmm. And right now, if you have a COVID code, U07 point something, you get another 20%. Shady. Yeah. Well, they're making a ton of money. A lot of them are making a ton yeah. of money. I looked at some of the hospitals here. They don't, <clears throat> they didn't seem to be, but the ones in the Northeast, yeah, they're making millions. Yeah, a week. Mm -hmm. It's more than they were with the surgeries that they had to get rid of, you know, the elective surgeries. Yeah, and that's why, and that's why they freely just said, "Hey, deal with your deal with your uh, your mangled hip." 
Mm-hmm. You know, go home and sit. Don't 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 do your dump, jumping jacks at the gym. You know, and we'll get to you when we can, because we're busy. We're busy using this code over here. Yours doesn't pay as much. Oh yeah, right it's now it back. doesn't. No, but you know they're paying nurses a lot more because a lot. I mean, and they're getting really burned out. A lot of them wouldn't go to work. Yeah. And so the one, you know, my friends that are nurses are making a lot of money right now. I have now. three nieces that are nurses. I bet they're making a ton of money. They've really had to up their, up their uh Two of them wages. are brand new. Two of them are within their first year. Oh, really? Whoa, what a year to start nursing. Well, I mean, they didn't even get to, they were at uh, UMass, uh, they, they, uh, the UMass nursing program. I mean, pretty prestigious program. And um, they didn't even get to walk the stage. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. So they so they graduated this time last year, and um, I know uh, my my godchild Brianna is uh, is actively working. I'm not sure about Rebecca, but yeah. I don't see why she wouldn't be. I don't know. It's it's changed the way a lot of things work, unfortunately. Um. And I, we won't go back to the way we used to be in healthcare. I'm quite sure. I am quite sure. Yeah. There's always something new to come along. So who knows? Who knows what'll be next? <laughs> it's kind of scary. Yeah. Yeah. And once we have a once, we, I mean, you know, you see, they say that life mimics art, right? Yeah. You ever watch Sharknado? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tornado with sharks in it. Oh Lord! Yeah. Oh, I think I heard about. Yeah. It. Weren't there sharks falling out of the sky? Yeah, they were falling out and just biting yeah. people on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess that's sort of what's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see they they found a, a hammerhead at the beach? No, was um, it dead? No, no. They they uh, they measured its they measured its thing. It was uh, eighteen inches. Its its head. Yeah. And they tagged it and and, and let, let it go. go. But they pulled it right in. It was right on the right on the surf at at uh, Stewart Beach. Oh wow! Yeah, but they're they're not dangerous. No, I used to see them in the canals sometimes. Yeah, uh-huh. little ones, not big ones. Yeah, yeah, they were. You know, yeah, that's big though. I mean, it's not an ocean. alligator. No, it's just not an alligator. No, we we get kind of um, what would be the word when you when you're not really. Uh, Alarmed by an alligator, we get kind of um, I mean, jaded. Yeah, jaded. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if I saw you one at my alone. door, I'd be. Alarmed. Oh well, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you see him and you're like, eh. Well, I had to drive to um, Naples the other day, and um, we drove down Alligator Alley, and we had to come off and down a little, down a little um, into a rest area. And there were there were like five of them, like right oh, there, yeah. right on the yeah. And it was like, oh look, yeah, you know, gators. Oh, when I was driving over there for work, I used to want to see one so bad yeah. in Alligator uh-huh. Alley, but I never did. Yeah, there's thousands of them there. Yeah, I heard they would be sunning themselves and yeah. stuff, but yeah. I never saw one. That's too bad. Yeah, well, I saw five. <laughs> but it's have you ever been on one of those boat rides? What the the uh, the glades boats? No. Yeah, they bring you right to them. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, out of Vero. 
It, it's it's something to do. No, I bet yeah. that's something. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would like that. Yeah, I've been a couple of times. Because they, they <clears throat> it's a preserve, so you can't hunt them in there. Mm-hmm. So they die of natural causes. Right. You know what I mean? So, so they, get they just pile up on yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think uh, we went and um, um, we saw like 17 of them all of a sudden. Oh, my. About that, yeah. And Amaya was like, look, big lizards. Big. <laughs> yeah, they are big lizards yeah. for sure. Yeah. This was when she was like two. But yeah, back to uh, reality. Yeah, here, away yeah. from alligators and back to reality. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I, I think that I think that um, a lot of the stuff that we flow with during the show um, may not pertain to what the show was originally meant to be. Um, but, but I think we were a little bit stiff 11 years ago when we started the show because we thought that we, we thought that there was a there was one way there was one message that we had to get mm-hmm. out there, you know, and <clears throat> was it a militant message? I don't know. But I do know that um, I get something out of what it is that we talk about no matter what. So um, am I doing the show for the people that are listening? Absolutely. But first and foremost, I need to be the one that is um, comfortable doing it. Right. So, you know, if we if we deviate and talk about alligators and skiing in Maine and whatever it is that we talk about, it's all about life's, life on life's terms. And none of this stuff would have been available to me if I still lived on life on race terms because I don't even know if I'd be here. Probably wouldn't. No. Probably wouldn't. And that that's that is the that's truly the message. Mm-hmm. That's the message of miracles in recovery. You can recover. As, yeah. as I used to hear a lot of you guys say, we do recover. We do. You know, and, and as somebody who was coming in, you know, hopeless pretty much. It, you know, it's like, really? Mm. And, then, and then I would see some of you guys and I'd think, maybe it, it's possible. Maybe it is. Yeah, there was a whole bunch of less going on. Homeless, hopeless, loveless. Yeah, loveless. Yeah. Lifeless. Lifeless. Getting yeah. lifeless. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and Fatless. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sometimes fat can come back. Yeah, I think I, I, think I weighed like 100 and, I don't know, I was skinny. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Size 26 waist. Wow. Yeah. Is where I got to. Uh, 28 or 26, but I mean, still, that's skinny. Very tiny. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah it's, it's, it's interesting to see the difference when people do start getting better, mm. you know, and, and life goes up and down. And I guess, you know, like we were talking about last week, you got to have your toolbox of, you know, when something does yeah. hit you. You know, how are you going to handle it so that you don't relapse? Yeah. No, exactly. So that a relapse doesn't come along. Yeah. Because that's, a, I think a lot of people are just like, well, I might as well get high. You know, it's funny. It's funny because people think, you know, people in my life today think they're my toolbox. You know, like, um, I know what, I know constitutionally where I need to be in any given situation. Um, I know 
what I have to constitutionally bring to either that conversation, that situation, that environment to keep myself safe. Right. And um, when people say, uh, oh, well, I wouldn't let you have that beer anyway. If I wanted it, yeah, you, were you weren't stopping it. me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you in, have reality, to be the one who- in reality, I could, I could go, <laughs> all right, I'll have that beer. And they'll go, well, because yeah. they, they don't, you know. But yeah, no, constitutionally, we need to be the ones who, the, the constant vigilance, you know, because, because it's totally up, it's totally up to me. This is, this is my decision. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not my family's decision. My, if it was my family's decision, I'd have 38. Oh, yeah, you would have been fine. I'd have 38 years clean. Right. You wouldn't yeah. have gone through any of that. No. Because they would have, have to fixed go, you. Yeah, That's what exactly. we try to do. Yeah. And realize eventually that we can't. Yep. And that's that's the hard part. You know, all we can do is hope, mm. really, and and back away and let you guys figure it out on your own because I think the figuring it out is part of the part of the solution. You know, I was yeah. more than willing to help, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, because you know, you know, I, I guess that door needs to be unlocked within us. And right. sadly there's a lot of a lot of my friends who weren't able to turn that key. Right. You know, and and the key was turned immediately after their last breath. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I didn't have to take my last breath in order for the key to happen, the key to turn. And, and and I don't necessarily know if if I did it myself or if one of my friends who passed before me turned that key turned for me. Turned the key me. for you. Yeah. yeah. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice if ultimately when I, when I, you know, go to see my maker and meet all my dogs and cats and man, there's going to be a whole bunch <laughs> of shit. going to be a herd. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, if someone says that was me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how do you ever return that gratitude just by turning it somebody forward. else, yeah. turning Paying somebody else's key. And, and I think, I think through the years I have unintentionally turned people's keys. Right. You know, I think we all do. I think with, you know, with, with whatever message it is that we bring, if it makes sense to somebody and it allows them to have good, sober thought, even in a, um, using environment. You know, because you can have good, good sober thought. Because I never would have gotten where I was because my mind was so clouded. So I had to have some kind of sober thought saying, you know, I want to live just a little bit more than I want to die. And to be able to hold on to that mm-hmm. and not let it escape. Call 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. When Alan and I return on the Miracles from Recovery radio show. Who's that? Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. 
Can you truly expand your possibilities beyond what your normal capabilities are? It's very possible when you can know more, do more, and be more. Tune in each week to Shift Happens with host Karin Weary and co-host Ida Serena Lee. The world is waiting for you to show off your unique gifts. It starts with healing yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Once the scars of our past are gone, we can truly begin to shine. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice of America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Now, back to this week's show. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Welcome back to Miracles in Recovery, everybody. And we're talking about what a miracle ray is. You know, no, we're not talking about how. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. We um, are. We were talking during the break about um, just whatever, and about about a friend of yours that was that was um, sick, and and people's people's common reaction to this environment that we live in. Is the same exact environment. I mean, the same exact reaction that I got when I was actively at my at the end of my addiction. When I weighed, you know, when my waist was uh, as thick as one of my legs is now. You know, <laughs> as you know, as my my neck was like a, the size of a carrot. I would walk into a store. I would walk into somewhere, and you would get the diseased look. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I see people with that on their face when someone coughs in Target. Oh, or, yeah. You can't you know. cough anywhere. <clears throat> someone yelled at me at the gym for coughing. Get out of here. Yeah. He said, you should be wearing a mask. I said, you, you should be eating a pile of crap. No, um, I just said. <laughs> I've already had it. Sorry, you're yeah. not catching it from me. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, so so, but that's what I'm saying. People, people, that idiot mm-hmm. would look down his nose at me and say, "Why are you in this store? What are you stealing?" Right, right. Um, so, 
everything and anything that makes the, I don't want to say normal, that makes the common person uneasy, we're just gonna we're just gonna throw all our efforts at the sick and suffering right. individual, not to help them, no, but to, to keep them down. Yeah, to shame yeah. them, to keep yeah. them out of keep them uh-huh. out of my way, so that I don't have to deal yeah. with them. Yeah, and and the more vocal I am, the more people will look at them. Well, really, they won't. They're looking at you, right. like the moron. You know, the, the more the, the, the attention will come off of me because I'm I'm a weak minded person. And I'm yelling at someone who is sick and suffering. And I lived in a neighborhood of sick and suffering addicts. I mean, there wasn't a street. There wasn't a block. Um, I can't say there wasn't a household because there was, but there wasn't a street. There wasn't a block where someone was not a sick and suffering addict. Right. Where I grew up, um, and that was that was a very very dysfunctional environment because there were the the ones who were using and the ones who weren't quote unquote using but drinking and falling down and smashing their face in the curbs, right. looking down at the guys that were hanging right. around in the park right. as less than stellar citizens. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be the first one to raise my hand and say I was less than stellar citizen. Um, but I knew that at the time. I owned that. Yeah. The, you know, I took responsibility yeah. for that. And there were people when I got clean where my mother <clears throat> was at the grocery store or whatever, and uh, she would say, oh, yeah, Ray's in detox or Ray's got, you know, like seeing another parent. Ray has, uh, you know, 90 days clean. He's at Harmony House. He's been there for six months. What gives him the right to be clean and my son not? Uh, like, what? Yeah, they're jealous yeah. and angry. Yeah. And, and it, it's hard to be happy for someone whose kid is successfully or is succeeding. Yeah. And yours isn't. Yeah, it's yours, very hard. And yours is floundering. It's very yeah. hard. Mm-hmm. But the thing you, is, yeah, is because my, your thought is, why couldn't my kid be doing this too? That's the same mindset that we're dealing with today. Oh yes. Yeah, just just a different motivator. Right. You know, and um, it's sad because there will be something else after right. this that those people will key on and take the mister out of Mr. Potato Head. Um, <laughs> I still don't understand that one. I don't I don't get half of it. I don't get half of it. You know what? But th- those are all the people who looked down at me and said that I was a no good piece of crap and I did absolutely nothing to them right. except step in their path. You know? Um, yes, did I affect their life by stepping in their path? Yeah, because they had to see a kid that was a successful little kid in a lot of things that I did um, go by the wayside. Right. But it had no bearing on them. And and a lot of people took that on as a badge of, um, um, I don't know what, what it would be, but 
a lot of my friends and I were labeled and are still. Mm-hmm. I know if I walk back into any bar or restaurant that I was thrown out of when I was actively using, somebody in there 32 years, 38 years later, because there's places I got thrown out of six years before I got clean, would say, I knew you'd be back. Right. What the hell have you been doing with your life? That you've been sitting there 38 years waiting for me to get back. Right. You know what I mean? Well, people just want an excuse to look down on somebody yeah. to make themselves feel better, I think. And, that you know, that's one of the hard parts about dealing with everything that that you have to deal with, yeah. you know, really for the rest of your life. Because, you know, I'm sure there are people, well, let's get ready to do that. Well, he is an addict. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's the excuse for everything. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny, Peter, let's get ready to do that. We used to, we used to steal pills and whatever from pharmacies and you throw them all in a bag and run. <clears throat> really? Well, yeah. Um, and, you, you know, some sometimes there were things that you didn't know what they were mm-hmm. and who would be the guinea pig. Yeah, you try it. No, I don't want to try it. You try it. <laughs> right. And just Let's walk. get ready to try it. No. Yeah, it's like that commercial. Hey, monkey. Right. Um, but no, I was never... One of those. Um, you weren't the guinea pig. No, no, because because I knew what I wanted. I didn't want that mm-hmm. unless you took it and it was a reaction that I wanted. But I wasn't willing to, you know. You you weren't going to try for the reaction and get something. No, else. There, there there are plenty of people out there that um, more isn't just their middle name; it's their first name. Mm-hmm. I was my, my middle name was Moore, but it was about specifics at that point. So, but there are some people I think they call them trash cans who will just take that's anything. Who, that's yeah. yeah, yeah. And you could look at them and say, "Oh well, that looks like it might be fun." Yeah, but yeah, I mean, or it might be good. I guess yeah. I don't know. It probably isn't fun after too long. No, but you know, I don't know. I'm 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 grateful for every day that I lived, uh, more so today, but I'm grateful for the days that uh, that taught me how to be who I am today. Yes, and th- and those days, um, a lot of them, I would never want to walk again. But I'm destined to unless I keep doing what I'm doing, and and that's the that's the that's the key. To remember and embrace who you were at that moment to be able to stay who you are today. Yeah. And say, this is so much better, it's not worth it. Yeah, because it's, you know, um, at my lowest point, I knew I had to get there in order to be able to make the individual who was walking this path looking back today, not, not then, right. but looking back today, I knew I had to get to that level in order for me to have the understandings that I have today. Because if I didn't, who knows where I would have went? If, if I didn't live October 19th, 1978, if I lived it any different than I did, I might have died. Yeah, that's true. You know? So I had to walk the path that I walked. And I, so, so that means I have to um, take responsibility for and embrace my actions at the time. And 
And that's why, you know, they have, uh, you know, 12 steps to mm -hmm. be able to. Um, it's almost like only, you can forgive yourself. That's what it is. So yeah. it, you don't have to. It's one, one thing that, that people get um, uh, that misunderstand. The 12 steps isn't for people to forgive you. Right. It's for you to forgive yourself. Exactly. And there are people out there who um, will never forgive me. But that's okay. There's nothing I can do about that. Exactly. You know, and it, it can how they think you. about me is not my is not my uh, responsibility, and it's not my um, it's not my need to worry about. Um, and slowly, the, either those people will come around, or you know, so either somebody will turn the key for them, or the key will turn when they pass. Right. And that's what it's about. You know, um, I, I, I don't want to get re religious and all of that stuff, but I mean, it is, it is, it is kind of a, a spiritual walk in the sense of doesn't matter if you're Baptist, if you're Catholic, if you're Protestant, if you're Presbyterian, however you um, religiously believe, as long as you have a spiritual base, we can all have that same common understanding. Right. Yeah. And I think the spiritual base is probably one of the most important ingredients, if it's not the, the only most one. important. It's the yeah. only one, yeah. Yeah, because, and that's, that's <clears throat> you know, sometimes that can be hard. Yeah. It can be hard to get your mind around. Well, because there are a lot of things that happen in the, in the name of religion mm -hmm. that don't allow us to embrace spirituality. Exactly. Yeah. Because that, because that has clouded us, clouded our thought process so much. Um, through all of the different whatevers um, that you can never really get. You don't allow yourself to get spiritually connected. Right. And um, fortunately enough, um, I embraced my religion when I was a kid. I still do today. And that allows me freedom of spirituality. Yes. You know, yeah. so much greater than, um, you know, and I remember when I first got clean, I told my aunt, um, you know, I may not be religious because of the things that I was doing. Mm -hmm. I may not have acted religiously, but today I have a spiritual grounding that will allow me to get back there. Right. You know, and that's what I, that's what I'm working on. And we have 30 seconds left. So with miracles and recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Stay blessed. Everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.